From the poorhouse to the palace, Bethel Baptist Church is pleased to bring you this uplifting program hosted by Dr. Doug Castle. Please stay with us and open your heart as Dr. Castle opens God's Word. Well, we are looking at the wonderful word of salvation, the word atonement of the Old Testament, the biblical phrase gave himself, five times used in the New Testament, a word, uh, a phrase that we identify as substitution, the substitutionary atonement of Jesus Christ. And yesterday we saw how he gave himself for me, how he gave himself for us. And then today we read in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 25 that it says that husbands love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. He gave himself. He, he loved the church and gave himself for it. There's an old story um, about it's it's a it used to, it used to be a very common well told story I don't think it is as much anymore but uh, about one of the generals of Cyrus the great king of Persia that you read about in the Bible the one who, who overthrew the Babylonian Empire uh, in I believe Daniel chapter five under the reign of Belshazzar the grandson of Nebuchadnezzar but one, on one occasion one of his generals came home from a campaign and was found uh, and found that while he was gone he was shocked to find out that while he was gone his wife had been arrested and, and was placed in prison charged with um, treason against her country. And the day he arrived home was the day of her, her, her trial that was appointed for her trial. And so obviously this, this husband, this general, uh, ran to the court of Cyrus and, the, and saw as the guards were bringing in his, his wife, whom he loved. And the woman, a poor, pale, anxious, she tried to answer the charges that have been brought against her, but it was no use. It was all to no avail. She couldn't give an account, an answer for herself. And her husband was standing nearby in the on the edge of the crowd, and he heard the verse voice of Cyrus pronounce the sentence of death upon his wife. And as in that moment, as they were about to drag her away, this true story, to behead her, he ran forward, threw, threw himself down at the feet of his emperor, at the feet of Cyrus, and said, Sire, not she but me, let me give my life for hers. Put me to death, but spare my wife. When King Cyrus, the story says, looked down on that general, he was so touched by his deep devotion and his love for his wife that his heart was softened. And he remembered how, his, how faithful this servant, that general, had been. And he gave command that the wife should go free, fully pardoned. And when that husband and that wife walked out of the room together, arm in arm, the husband, the general, said to his wife, did you notice the kind look in the eyes of the emperor when he pronounced the word of your pardon? And his wife said this, I did not see the face of the emperor. The only face I could see was that of the man who was willing to die for me. He, he loved, Christ loved the church. By the way, can I say something? Thank you. We live in a day where 
the church that Christ loved and gave himself for has become despised. Don't, don't despise your church. You know what? You, you listen to me, believer. There, some of you right now, you, 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 I, I know, I've been on the radio long enough to know over the last 20 years. I've gotten enough phone calls and enough letters to know that there are people that will listen to Christian radio or listen to a Christian podcast, but they don't go to church because you are, you are bitter towards the church that Christ loved and gave himself for. And you despise the church that Christ loves, usually because you're focused on one point of bitterness with one with an individual, with a family, with a pastor, with some offense. And I'm not saying that your hurt was not real or even maybe in some case not unfounded. But I am going to say to you what Paul said in the previous chapter of Ephesians. That great chapter of the New Testament, the very heart of the New Testament chapter on the unity of the, of the church body, where it says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. And I don't care what you have to say about it. That's the word of God. That is the answer for every offense, for every personal insult, for every personal injury, for whatever happened to your wife or your husband or your children. The church that you despise is the church, and let me tell you something. You may have had an out with an individual or a family, but if you, but but that doesn't, that that was not the church as a whole. If that church is is doctrinally sound and loves the Lord and moving, all those people up there. Well, let me tell you something. If if you're so right, why are you still sitting at home, listening to a podcast or listening to a radio? No, and, and even the world today has great despite. For the church that Christ loved and gave himself for. Don't despise. By the way, if you have a good church, love your church. You, you need to love the church. Lo love the pastor. Love the people that God has given you. He gave himself for the church. And he gave himself for our sins. Galatians chapter 1 verse 4. Our Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins that he might do Liver us from this present evil world according to the will of God in our Father. By the way, if you would remember that he gave himself for your sins too, as well as he gave himself for the sins of those who have offended you, you'll find yourself in a better place because you're a sinner too and you're not without guilt and you're not without causing some offense to someone somewhere down the road of life. He gave himself for our sins, not, not just so that we might have our sins forgiven, not just so that we can stand justified before him in the future, but in order that the power of sin might be broken in our lives, that we no longer be under the power of sin's government, of Satan's authority, but that we might be free to walk in newness of life in him, that we would not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. 
And, and look, I, I understand that Christians are never, uh, your flesh didn't get saved and there's not going to probably be, be a time uh, that we, we don't give some offense or that we don't, uh, we're going to sin. But, you know, as the old saying goes, Christians are not sinless, but they ought to sin less. We ought not li listen. It's one thing to be overtaken in a fault. It's another thing to be living under the power and the bondage of sin, to be yielding yourself constantly to sin when Christ has freed you from it. Why, if the door of the prison has been open and outside is a life abundant, would you go back into the darkness of the cell and shut the door on yourself? You know, the problem is I used to work in the prison system many years ago, and I worked for a year in a state prison in the state of Indiana. And I, I do know enough about the prisons to know that some people become institutionalized. That means that that's the life they know. They don't, they don't want any other life. If you, if you turn them loose on the street, they'll go out and come into crime within 24 hours just to come back in. Why is it that we have institutionalized believers that want to go back when he gave himself for your sins and freed you from the power of sin? Why would we go back to that? There's no excuse for that. And again, he gave himself for all, he gave himself for you. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. First Timothy chapter two, verses five and six. He gave himself for all. That means he gave himself for you. All you have to do is cash the check. Let me tell you this story very quickly before I take too much time today and I'll be done. But during the war between the states, there was a, a veteran that was living in a small city in a, in a community, a small town, and he was living in poverty and the, the, um, the city council and the mayor, the, the authority in the city, he was in such a bad state that all they could do was take him to the county poor farm that they had at that time. This was in the late 19th century. And then uh, when they came to take him, the man was just living in dire conditions and his his home was unfit to live in. And uh, But when they they came to talk to him and they were trying to be gentle with the man he, he, and be kind to him, and they didn't really want to take him to the poor farm, but they had no choice. They had no alternative. But one of them, while they were the group was talking, they happened to notice some uh, uh, something framed, a picture hanging on the wall. But it, was, it wasn't a picture. It was a document. And the man took it down and he looked at it and he, he, he asked the man living in the house, he said, what is this? And he said, well, he said, the old Civil War veteran said that was sent to me by Abraham Lincoln himself. I kept it because it has his signature on it. And it turned out it was a check, but the man couldn't read. And it wasn't just a check, it was a pension. And instead of cashing it, that man had kept it all that time, framed it on the wall, and he got poorer and poorer until he was in total depravity. And they found that the government would still honor the check, even as, as old as it was, and it was enough to take care of the man comfortably till he died. God has made provision for you. He has gave himself for you. But you got to cash the check. you got to receive the gift. I hope that you will. No longer a in of poverty. You've been enjoying the program from the poorhouse to the palace. Find Pastor Castle's Bible commentaries and other resources when you visit the website bbclinton.com. Archive broadcasts of this radio program are available at wytjradio.com. Listen to the latest broadcast wherever you are 
or catch up on what you missed whenever you want by subscribing to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Just search From the Poor House to the Palace. From the Poor House to the Palace.